Loggers Roundtable for Wednesday, January 26, 2011. My name is Petty Officer William Selby with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call today. A note to the bloggers on the line, please remember to clearly state your name and blog or organization in advance of your question. Respect our guest time, keeping questions succinct and to the point, and please keep your phone on mute if you are not asking a question. Today, our guest is Ms. Barbara Thompson, Director of the Office of Family Policy, Children, and Youth, who will be talking about, the, about President Obama's announcement this week of new efforts to better coordinate and strengthen the federal government's support for, for military families. She will be discussing some of the specific programs already in effect, as well as what military families can expect in the future. Uh, and Ms. Thompson, if you have an opening statement, you can go ahead with that now. Well, first of all, thank you all for joining the call. I appreciate your interest in military families. Um, this is a very exciting time for those of us who have been working uh, hard to support military families to have the leverage of the White House and um, the President, the Vice President, Mrs. Obama and Dr. Biden behind this effort and to garner the support of every federal agency is, is really quite amazing. And so I'm happy to talk to you about this effort. We have been working with the National Security Council and the federal agencies for about a year now, hammering out the the meat of, of this report and, and the commitment of their agencies to the quality of life for military families. Okay, thank you, ma'am. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and go to questions. Uh, Amy, you are first on the line. Hi, yes, this is Amy Bouchot. I'm a reporter for spousehood.com and military.com. Um, I was wondering, ma'am, if you could first address the funding issue. This report had a lot of information about what you intend to do, which is awesome, um, but nothing that I saw about where the money is going to come from. Um, that is something that I cannot address. It's going to have to come from each federal agency that has made the commitment, whether it's with uh, resources, their personnel and manpower resources, or with an, an new initiatives. But um, basically, the thought behind the funding process was that if they committed to a, a, an idea or they committed to a program, that they would be funding it, that each federal agency would be providing their own funding. So there isn't a dedicated um, funding source that you have or additional funding that you have identified for this purpose. That's correct. Thank you. And Dan, you are next. Hi, my name is Dan Kissinger. I'm from MilitaryAvenue.com. I had a question in regards to once the, the program is fully up and running, how will you let the individual families at the local level, at the local installation level, know about all the new resources that will be available to them? Um, this is a really an interesting time because not only did we have the interagency policy committee um, that was behind the presidential study directive in play, Admiral Mullen has also set up an integrated process team and um, he also is focusing on the same issues that the White House is focusing on but an additional one called strategic communications. And so we are working um, with a variety of entities to make sure that we have a very solid communication plan to get this information down 
to the military families. And this is the perfect opportunity with the, the, the outreach that you have on your blogs to let families know to go to the whitehouse.gov website. They can download the report and see what's happening. And again, there will be updates on the progress and success stories. Thank you. And Sarah? Hi, um, this is Sarah Blancett. I'm with SyncHealth.com, also a website um, of Military.com. Um, my question is, uh, can you, I realize this announcement was just made recently, but I'm, I'm assuming there was some advanced coordination. I'm wondering if you can give us a preview of some of the immediate changes that might be taking place that we can pass on to our readers. Well, first of all, I, I highly recommend that you read the report because it goes into in-depth what each federal agency will be doing. But we have been working along this last year, and some things were already put into place before the announcement, such as the uh, Blue Star National um, Endowment of the Arts Museum uh, piece, and they're going to be doing that again this year, where from Memorial Day to Labor Day, military families have free access to about a 1,000 museums across the country. That was a wonderful, very practical solution. But when we look at um, the five areas, the four areas that we're focusing on with, with the uh, Presidential Study Directive, one of them is uh, increasing the availability of child care. And we actually have a pilot that is just being launched in 13 states that will be working with the, the HHS, the Department of Agriculture, and the Department of Education to increase the quality of their licensing standards so we can, again, increase the availability of, of um, child care, especially to our geographically dispersed families, those in the National Guard and Reserve. That's one initiative. Another initiative is um, spouse employment. We're looking at expanding the Army spouse employment pr um, program to all of the military services. We're looking at working with Treasury and uh, I think it's Homeland Security to look at the licensing and cert certification challenges that military spouses face when they move from state to state and their license doesn't transfer with them. We're looking at um, providing more user-friendly information on how to acquire a federal job with OPM, We're, and we'll be tracking how many spouses are, are employed by the federal government to see if all of the federal agencies who have committed to employing military spouses see an increase in, in that availability. With the Department of Education, they're going to be um, actually making the FAFSA uh, college application, financial aid application, easier for military families, and uh, working very closely to be able to pinpoint the um, the progress of military children in the public school system. So those are some very concrete initiatives. The Department of Interior is going to be opening up um, the national parks to wounded warriors to support their rehabilitation and recovery and offering um, jobs to military youth for, in conservation. So those are some of the concrete, um, wonderful things that will be happening. Great. Thank you. And Taylor? I actually don't have any questions. Roger that. Karen Francis? Hi, I'm with Left Face and uh, Millspouse Muttering um, and Blue Star Families. Um, I'm wondering, there are a couple of, of programs that I've already seen have been affected by budget cuts, such as uh, education um, between my CAA and uh, 
um, education counselors at my local ed office on Fort Belvoir. Um, is there any hope that any of these programs will be revisited, um, or are, will there be some additional assistance? Um, well, the, this initiative, the Presidential Study Directive, does not specifically address um, funding in the DOD. We, I just, as an aside, not that's not on this subject, but part of the the revamping of my CAA was to include more assistance for other financial um, availability for funds for for scholarships, and so we hope that that is a is a stopgap, if you will, to support the um, the spouses' uh, opportunities to have it funding outside of the MyCAA for, for their career advancement. Okay, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Back around to Amy. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, I guess my question is around the same MyCAA subject as well. Um, how do you plan to see the spouse employment initiatives that you talk about here, such as expanding the Army program? without the same hiccups as my CAA came across, namely being too popular. <laughs> uh, well, it, the, and again, I'm, this is not the time to be speaking about my CAA, but the issue is that the Army Spouse Employment Program is to actually connect a spouse to a career, and right now they have uh, 57 um, corporations who have committed to um, employing Army spouses, so we're going to expand that so that they would commit to employing all military spouses. In addition, as a part of the Presidential Study Directive, we're working with um, Commerce and the Small Business Administration to connect spouses to jobs in the local area. And so the idea is not so much the preparation for the jobs, but actually having the employment opportunities available when they're ready to access them. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Dan, did you have a follow-up? Uh, yes, I do. Thank you. Uh, this is Dan with MilitaryAvenue.com. Um, how will this affect spouses and, and military families in general overseas? Um, it, obviously, there's not going to be the same availability of some resources or jobs as there are here in the U.S., so is there anything specifically set up for families overseas? I'd have to think about the different initiatives that, um, I mean, for example, the child care one is specific for um, here in the United States because we're looking at state licensing requirements. The um, spouse employment, there are corporations in Korea, Japan, and Germany who are a part of that program, so that would include spouses overseas. Um, the education, you can go online to apply for FAFSA, so that would support military families overseas. And, and although while they're living overseas, the interstate compact, while the children transfer here to the United States to um, American schools, it would help with that, that transferability. So I think that would be, while not benefiting them exactly when they're overseas, it would benefit them once they came back home. And then I forgot to mention the work that's being done with Health and Human Services. Um, they are, SAMHSA is look, looking on partnering to help us prevent suicide and also to increase the availability of uh, local psychological health resources. But again, that's here in the United States. Thank you. And Sarah. 
Hi, um, Sarah Blancett again with SyncHealth.com and Military.com. Um, this is such a wide-ranging uh, initiative covering so many different agencies. My question is, how did you involve military families and spouses, or how will you involve them in this process to make sure that, that they're getting what they need? Well, at this point in time, the commitments are, are set, what the, the Cabinet members have, um, have committed to. We did bring in military families uh, for a roundtable, and as Mrs. Obama and Dr. Biden said, a lot of the needs were brought to the table um, during their their uh, venues with military families. So they, as they said in their in their remarks, that they have many stories of what families have brought to them as their concerns, and so that drove a lot of the um, the major uh, buckets, if you will, of support programs. The other uh, area that they uh, relied on was the results of the National Leadership Summit on Military Families and the issues that were brought from family members as well as professionals at the local level who are working with military families as issues. Um, our office has also conducted listening sessions across the United States, and a, and a report was filed um, based on the needs that families were bringing to the table on how to access the resources. So really we realized how important the strategic communication plan is going to be because while we have this wonderful opportunity for the, the federal government to get behind military families, the military families need to know what, what is available now to them. So that is going to be the work of the next few months. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, Taylor, did you have any questions yet, or do you want me to go no, ahead to Karen? Okay, Karen. Yes, uh, yes I was wondering um, the communications plan. Will there be a central location for people to be able to go on besides WhiteHouse.gov, or is that where everything is going to be based out of, so that we can, you know, periodically make sure that people are checking there um, to see what's changing and what's not, because things don't trickle downhill very well. Yeah, we know that, and that's a great challenge. Um, Whitehouse.gov is not going to be the central repository, if you will. Um, that was a suggestion that we had because it's kind of hard to keep up with all of the different federal agencies and, 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 and their, um, I mean, for example, today I went on um, Interiors, and they have a press release on what Interior is going to be doing um, in support of this initiative. And so I know what we're trying to do is not have military families have to go to every federal agency's website to figure out what they're doing to support military families. But the concept of having one website um, has been discussed, and we realize that people access information differently, and they have their favorites. And so it's how do we choose, you know, those many websites that are indicative of whether it's a service website or uh, America um, supports you.com website or Military One sources possibilities to, again, have more than one venue for people to access this information. Uh, will we be here getting a press release telling us where mo where it can be found as soon as yes. that's set up? And, Great. And that's the idea. And, and um, and I think there are going to be, you know, we, we're, we're on, we've been given the impression that there is going to be um, a very intense uh, year of activities with military families uh, with the White House. So that's another great way of 
keeping the message alive and uh, pushing that information out. And I think it's really important that when we came to the table to work on this, the, the guidance that we had from the White House is that it had to be enduring. And it's very critical that that, you know, I think that that needs to be brought to mind. It's not just during this administration. It's something that they want to see um, that transcends time. Uh, is there a deadline for the um, for finding a website or a central repository or um, because well, right now, like I said, it's on the WhiteHouse.gov. That's where you can download the report and actually right. see the um, the news conference that the president hosted on the 24th. Um, so that's a great way for people just to be even aware that that he's um, he's done this for them. And then, you know, we're in. Like I said, this is a different group working on the strategic communications plan. But we uh, update the chairman every month uh, to have a solution to how do we get the information to the right people at the right time. Okay, I can just tell you it's being worked very hard. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Amy? Yes, thank you. Um, you mentioned having meetings and roundtables with military families. I was wondering if there were any organizations or nonprofits or groups like that with whom you consulted when putting together this report and these initiatives. Are you talking about the Presidential Study Directive? Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, whether or not organizations like Blue Star Families, which I know is represented on this call, um, or yeah. other organizations, um, whether or not you consulted with them. Um, not so much that, that I consulted, but the First Lady has consulted. And, and again, that's where she said that she's, you know, she has some of her direction from those, those meetings. Um, I will also say that this initiative, while focusing on the federal government, there is a broader mission to, and if, if you heard the President of, and the First Lady about making sure that America commits to the support of military members and their families. And uh, Mrs. Obama actually brought in a, you know, a select group of nonprofits to say, okay, you know, the departments, the federal agencies can do so much. We recognize that you're, you know, in every community, how can you support military families? So there's a whole other piece uh, of community capacity building with the nonprofit sector that will augment what the federal agencies will be doing. Is there, do you have specific names of those organizations that she brought in to consult um, um, when she had those meetings? The one meeting that I can recall that I was a part of is Leadership 18, which is really 23 organizations. Mm -hmm. And just so that you know, Mrs. Obama is going to be on Oprah Winfrey tomorrow talking about this initiative. All right. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And Dan. I think I'm set at this time. We all have similar questions. Roger that. And Sarah? Um, I just have one follow-up, actually, to kind of piggyback up on, on what Amy just said, and, and the response was um, talking to nonprofits in addition to government organizations. Um, and I noticed that in, 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 the, uh, in the articles it says, um, you know, that there, it should be everybody supporting. I'm, my question is, have, has there been outreach to the private sector and, and the commercial sector on what they might do to support military families? Yes, and they also have met with corporations. 
and that's one of the big pieces on the spouse employment uh, initiative is how do we get corporate America to step up to the plate. Okay. Great. And Karen, did you have a follow-up? Um, I just wanted to um, make it really clear that I'm a member of Blue Star Families. I don't represent them on this call. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm very proud to be with them. Um, the or, I know that there are that there were meetings with a, a sort of a wide range of military spouses of, of all levels, um, and they put out a study as well. Um, was that used heavily as well? The the one that was meeting at the West Wing periodically. I know um, we the, the, the spouse meeting that I attended included Blue Star family members, um, NMFA, and I'm trying to say, I mean, there were about 15 spouses, I think, that went to that meeting, and, and that was the only one that I was privy to. But they have, the, the actual group of um, representatives who worked on behalf of their departments on what their department could provide military families was giving a very intense uh, overview from studies, from research, from um, surveys, uh, what programs were currently available so we don't duplicate efforts. So there was a lot of preliminary work that was done, you know, during this last year because this has been a year-long project to get this, this uh, report uh, in place and signed out. Did you get to all that, Karen? Sure did. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, now, did anybody else have any more follow-up questions? Okay. Well, with that, I'd like to thank you all for your questions and uh, for your participation. Uh, it was an excellent, excellent roundtable today. Ms. Thompson, uh, if you have any closing remarks, you can go ahead with those now. Well, just again, I really thank you for, um, because I think you're the most powerful arm that we have to get the word to, to our military families, um, you know, and it's coming from trusted venues that, that, that people, you know, our military families use, and, and so the more that we can stay connected to make sure that our families take advantage of these opportunities, um, I really appreciate that, that collaboration because um, social networking is the way to go, and we know that. And, and, and I think that it's it's going to be really important for this for this for this to be enduring. That our families have to take advantage of of the programs that are going to be available to them. Thank you very much, ma'am, and once again, thank you to everybody on the line for your participation. Today's program will be available online at the bloggers link on dodlive.mil, where you'll be able to access a story based on today's call, along with source documents such as the audio file and print transcript. Again, thank you, Ms. Thompson and our blogger participants. This concludes today's event. Feel free to disconnect at this time.